Hi, welcome to Back to Excited, episode 180. My name is Arvin. Joining me as always, my colleague from PensionPlanPuppets.com. It's Acting the Fooleman. Hi, everybody. How are you doing, Fooleman? As well as can be expected. How about you? Uh, uh, yeah, I think that summarizes me <laughs> as well. Uh, we are 50 seconds out from the Leafs losing uh, game six to the Lightning, uh, four to three in overtime. Yeah. Uh, there's no fun way to lose any playoff game. There's probably even fewer fun ways to lose a playoff overtime game, especially in the situation that the Leafs are in. We're going to Game 7. Yep, we are. And, you know, we kind of anticipated this. Our prediction was both Bolts and 7, which is not very reassuring mm-hmm. right now. But we figured this was going to be a long series. And it is. It's been a very hard-fought series. There are no moral victories in the playoffs, as we said. All I can say is that the Leafs played a very close, very tight game of hockey tonight against an exceptional team. It's going to be very little consolation if they don't win the series. But they were right in this this entire time against a team that has as much playoff experience as you can imagine. Right. Um, this isn't... If the Leafs you know, lay an egg in Game 7, as we've seen them do before, this won't give us any... Uh, any comfort but yeah this isn't this isn't like some games in Leafs recent past where they've completely failed to show up on offense or they that they you know when the chips were down didn't do well I thought the Leafs honestly played pretty well in this game Um, Mm. at least for the majority for, for like the majority of the time of the game there were moments of insanity that came up and Alex Kerfoot probably had a game he's gonna want to forget um, and the Lightning, as good teams do, capitalized on those moments of insanity, mm-hmm. right? Um, Alex Kerfoot had a very bad giveaway for the first goal, took a penalty for the tying 3-3 goal. Um, the, the shorthanded goal by Sorelli was also kind of a, a, a kind of silly, um, overly aggressive play by, from the Leafs' second unit power play. And those suck, and those are real, and... The Lightning took advantage of them deservedly, but through the majority of the play, I liked a lot of what the Leafs were doing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's trite and very obvious, but this game could have gone either way. The Leafs have been in a lot of could-have-gone-either-way games, and most of them have gone the other way. And it is now very little consolation. But I think if you're making an argument for what this team is and what this team can do, you can say they stood toe-to-toe with the best of them. And it's just unfortunate how the chips fell in overtime. The overtime, Mm -hmm. I thought, was played very evenly. You know, it could have ended at either end, and unfortunately it ended at ours. Um, As always, with any game this close, you know, there's a certain amount of luck that you kind of wish the Leafs had had. In this case... I mean, I hate to mention the refereeing. The 3-3 goal happened on a 5-on-3. And with respect, mm-hmm. if you give the Tampa Bay Lightning 105 seconds with a two-man advantage, they are probably going to score. They're too good, and that's too long. And the Alex Kerfoot penalty that put them up 5-on-3 five th- five was pretty much undeniable. He got his stick up in Victor Hedman's face. They're going to call that every time. They don't really have a choice. The prior penalty that put them down five on four uh, was a lot more dubious. I think Camp got called for a bit of a, a ghost high stick just for having his stick in the area of someone's face. 
Um, but of all the words of tongue or pen, none so sad as what could have been. So, you know, you move on. You take the positive from this, which is that the Leafs played generally a very tight game against a tight team. They didn't fold when they went down to nothing once again, as they might have. But please don't do that in Game 7. Yeah, I, I mean, if you can avoid it, I would like you to just play better. But that said, um, I mean, in this case, they played well pretty much the whole time, notwithstanding a couple of critical errors that Tampa capitalized on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in Game 5, they got their doors blown off them in the first period. That didn't happen here. Right. This was, this was a much better effort throughout, and if the Leafs play like this like they've done really in the last five periods or i guess last six periods or five and a half if you do this overtime they will be in with a shout in game seven and that of course that doesn't guarantee anything except a roughly 50 percent chance of winning and a roughly 50 percent chance that we have uncomfortable conversations about um this team and this core and and all that sort of stuff yeah uh, absolutely and, you know, unfortunately, in the course of those conversations, should they occur, we'll end up having to parse the value of these games where they played very well and didn't quite win. And that's not a process I'm that eager to go through, even if it is better than trying to parse them playing like dog shit. <laughs> um, right. The, yeah. it, they can make our lives a lot easier by... You know, I asked for this on the previous pod, and I didn't get it, but I'll ask for it again. You know, a nice, comfortable 3 nothing win would be great. Yeah, if you got one of those in you, now's the time. Um, John Tavares, I thought, had a very strong game. He did, and it's a shame we couldn't pull it out because, you know, it would have been quite poetic if, you know, we, we signed John Tavares to help us win playoff series. It would have been quite poetic if he was the, the effort and he, he had the, the two goals that took us to winning a playoff series. Mm-hmm. Didn't turn out that way, uh, at least in this case. But yeah, it's, it's a positive sign. And I, I thought, once again, Matthews and Marner were good. And that's as good a sign as anything. I mean, obviously, the Lightning Star players, we know they're going to show up. Kucherov had the tying goal, Point had the winning goal. We said it from jump in this series that, and it, you know, I don't know if you're a genius to point this out, that the, the Leafs need their star players to act like star players. Mm-hmm. They have done over the past like two games, effectively. Right. And, and throughout the series, Matthews has been good enough. He, he, there was obviously a huge lull in the middle of it, but his game one was strong, and games five and six were, were very strong too. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's not much to analyze, except that, yeah, it, it's a close game. They need the win. I, I thought there was ebbs and flows, just like any great hockey game. I, I think these last two games have been kind of... They've exemplified what people thought this entire series would be, right? And, and if Game 7 is, is like these last two games, then I think we'll have kind of a modern classic first-round playoff series. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, you know, going into this series, my two big concerns were goaltending differential, that Vasilevsky was just better than Jack Campbell and would outplay him handily. And I would say ability to adapt to the playoffs, which Tampa has proved they have an abundance. Toronto has not. I think if you want to look for positives, you say that both of those concerns have, I would say, been answered. Win or lose, mm-hmm. Toronto has played well on a par with the back-to-back defending champions. It sucks that this has to happen in round one, 
and it sets them up for another round of, oh, you can't win in the playoffs jokes if they lose. They are playing well enough to win in the playoffs. Um, I, I think that this series has been a good argument for this core so far, whereas the Montreal and Columbus series were kind of an argument that the core was not good enough. Um, and then Jack Campbell has done about everything he could have, really. He hasn't been perfect, and his raw save percentage may not look that great, but for what he's had coming at him, he's hung in there. At the same time, though, you know, I, and I, I agree with basically with what you said in that, like, you know, mm-hmm. the Leafs are playing well enough to win a playoff series. They need to do it. They do need to do it. Right, and, and it's... I, I don't want to end up in the same spot we were when we faced Boston a bunch of times. And it's like, okay, yeah, the Leafs, you know, had a really good chance against a very good team. They could have won if things went differently. And then, you know, that team does well in the playoffs, and, but we're, we're, we're stuck, you know, not really... Not really getting any of that mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean we are well past the point of moral victories yes we are but in terms of analyzing where this team is and what kyle dubas should do and actually even whether kyle dubas will be making those decisions it it probably is something that has to be considered to some extent yeah and you know let's hope it's a while before we have to do that particular autopsy uh, you, you know, with the Boston series, look, Austin Matthews was 21. You know, we mm-hmm. were looking at a long run of hopeful playoffs, um, opportunities to capitalize around John Tavares, who was newly added to the roster, you know, in his first year. Um, you know, there was a real sense of retooling. Now there is a sense of how many teams better than this are we going to succeed in putting out there? And I'm not saying it's a foregone conclusion they won't have a better one than this. But this is a very good team, and a bad first-round draw sucks, but you really at some point want to see them make the most of it. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of torn between those two extremes because we know we're at the point where results matter, and I'm also conscious that sometimes results just happen to you. I'm not saying the Leafs have, you know, handily outplayed Tampa either. I think this has been a dead heat series. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think three three is probably a fair reflection. Yeah. You know, it's it's tough. I mean, the only other things I can think of to point out are Victor Hedman is a very good player. <laughs> News at eleven, but uh, he makes a real difference for them. Tampa is hard to break through. They are a good defensive team, but it's not impossible. Um. William Nylander has to stop doing things that are going to get him played on clips indefinitely Mm -hmm. into the future. He's been an undeniably huge positive in this series, so let's not lose perspective on that. But don't lay up on an icing in overtime. You got to skate it out, man. I know. But Mm. (laughs) you just got to do it. Um, Yeah. And I feel for Alex Kerfoot because, you know, for one thing, he had that absolutely disastrous fuck up that blew up in his face. And for another, the penalty that he took was so clearly himself trying to work to redeem himself because he was fighting like hell in the corner against the much larger Victor Hedman. And, and he actually like took the puck away as well at first and then got yeah. a bit overzealous, unfortunately. Yeah. And like, you know, it, it sucks. He's got to watch that. And if he doesn't do it, um, 
you end up costing your team in a critical moment. But yeah, I feel for the guy. I, he, there's going to be a lot of people who want to run him out of town after this. Um, especially if the Leafs lose the series. I, I feel for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we probably sound a little bit defeatist here. Um, yeah. It's, sure. it's not hard to not feel a little bit defeatist after, after that. It's, it's hard not to think back to last year uh, in the game six overtime. Mm -hmm. where, you know, in that case, the Leafs had a ton of amazing chances. And then I think it was that was the game with the Gauchenyuk turnover, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, look, the Leafs have probably a 55% chance at winning this. Yeah. You know, they're slight, they're slight favorites. This series has been as even as it gets, and then it's a, it's a game seven at home. I would say if I don't try to bake in the psychological momentum factor... And momentum hasn't meant shit in this series because it's been trading off wins the whole way. Um, I have a better hope about the Leafs' chances going into Game 7 than I did going into Game 1. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you want to take some consolation from that, that's something. And, you know, it takes a certain amount of resilience now for the Leafs to come back after that and say, okay, that was a punch in the gut. Maybe we deserved a slightly better fate. You know, maybe we didn't, and we just got to move on. If the Leafs can pull it off, they will have answered for my money that question forever. You know, win or lose, whether or not they go on to win a cup, if you can come back from that against a team as good as Tampa and close it out in Game 7, nobody talks about your toughness your killer instinct after that so this is it this is their chance to to put the questions to bed i hope they take advantage of it i do too um this is a short one because i don't know if we have a lot to say beyond that we we can analyze the game i mean I, it's oh i wanted to mention jake muzzin was really good and just that muzzin brody pairing has been kind of revelatory mm -hmm. at I least worried I, about it's muzzin. not like yeah. Yeah, it's not revelatory in the sense of like, oh, who could have ever foreseen that in any universe Jake Muzzin and TJ Brody would be good. But like after Muzzin had such a horrible uh, regular season, I think a lot of us kind of understand we were not expecting much out of him in the playoffs. He's been really good. Brody's been his solid self. And actually, I, like Brandon Hagel had like an open net at one point that it looked like he missed at first, but it seems like Brody actually just got a piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, those, those like, two would be great. Yeah. Yeah. And I was worried about Muzzin because the word was he wasn't playing at 100%. I think Sheldon Keefe made a quote to that effect. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, saying he's, he's coming back and he's the kind of guy we want. And I was thinking, I hope he's the kind of guy we want. He's capable of playing. Um, and he's done it. So all credit to him. I, I also think it looked for a time like Muzzin was a contract you might try to unload in the offseason. That maybe is a bit more up in the air. Hopefully there's a lot mm -hmm. of hockey left to be played before we have to think about it. <laughs> Yeah. And yes, I mean, this is, this is the game that comes down. I, we, saw, we, we all knew somehow it would come down to a game seven. Yeah. And yeah, this is what it is. I, I, I really hope the Leafs, I mean, I hope the Leafs, this sounds very obvious. I really hope the Leafs get out to a lead. But just because just I think the crowd in game seven, if the Leafs are in a position to, to do well, they will be very strong. If anything goes wrong, the crowd is going to be nervous as hell. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that you got to grapple with. They've um, they've shown well before in Game Five. After the first goal, the crowd kind of rallied, and the second one quieted them down. And then the first goal for the Leafs brought them right back mm -hmm. into it. 
I think the crowd absolutely makes a difference. And for an arena that is quite often tagged as being quiet as a library, um, mm-hmm. Scotiabank Arena has been rocking at every opportunity uh, this series, which has been cool to see and hear. So, mm-hmm. yeah, let, let's hope for more of that because, you know, this is going <laughs> to... This is going to be uh, a hell of a finale, um, win or lose, and every little bit helps at this point. It does indeed. All right, I think that's basically everything we wanted to say. Was there anything else that jumped out to you? No, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to be too shell-shocked by an overtime loss. Look, we, we knew this was a possibility, so gut check and move on. Yep, pretty much. All right, thank you all for listening. You can catch mine and Fuleman's work at penchapenpuppets.com. You can also follow us, follow us on Twitter at RVNATFuleman. We'll see you, win or lose, after Game 7. <laughs> <laughs>